excited about being in the house of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to listen to what you're singing, amen. Sometimes you got to listen to what you're singing. And when you begin to realize the declaration over your life, and not just over your life, but the people who you are connected to, it ought to bring an excitement to you. Because so many people, watch this, so many people have spoken so many things over you, over your family, over your children, over your children's children, over your children's children's children. But we decree and declare right here in the Unity Worship Center and everybody that's watching on social media that the blessings of the Lord will be upon our lives and upon our children's lives. Just one more time. Can we just go ahead and give him another praise? Can we, can we clap our hands? Can we clap? If he's been good to you, can you clap you? If he's kept you when you couldn't keep yourself, could you? Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Excited to be. Excited to be in the house. Woo! Hallelujah. Excited to be. Excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Children's church is open. Children's church is open. Let me tell you something. It blesses my heart when I got my nephew, my great nephew. He's, he's blessing the Lord behind me. He's dancing. He's singing. His hands is up and the children next to him. Watch this. They come from the neighborhood. And so, so watch this. His, the presence of God in his life has begun to, my cup runneth over. His, his cup is running over. And on the strength of his cup running over, other children are being affected by the power of God. You ought to give God a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand that they are getting ready? They are getting ready for middle school church. Do you understand they are getting ready for high school church? Do you know that they are getting ready to be able to sit in the sanctuary and go out into the highways and byways and be able to declare what thus saith the Lord? We bless him today. We got our, we got our, uh, uh, our children's, uh, our middle school, is. I think they're going to operate with our uh, children's church and then our high school pastor is here if you got kids in high school let him get on down he's a man's man amen ain't, ain't no shaking his walk ain't no we got to wonder about it you understand he ain't hustling on the low ain't none of that he's a man's man he's God's man he's got God's heart amen get your teenagers down there and let them listen to a man that's got God's heart amen we listen to the heart of people all the time we listening to the heart of the world all the time but let your kids listen to God's man I promise you it'll make a change in their lives excited to be in and that's another clapping moment you clap right there you praise right there we're still in praise and worship we got to teach you praise and worship school amen 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 let me tell you something let me say this real quick and we're going to get on into the work because I got a lot to cover in a little amount of time but I want to say this if you if your team hits a free throw on the basketball game and you do not know them intimately but you still shout Every time that you hear of the goodness of God being verbalized in the house of the Lord, especially, you should shout. Why? You don't know your UK fans personally. You don't know your U of L fans personally, but you know this Lord that we're speaking of. You know this God that we're speaking of. And every time you hear the blessings of the Lord go forth, you ought to shout. Like you shout for that free throw. You ought to shout like you shout for that last three-second three-pointer that wins the game. Because every time that the Lord shines down and blesses you, you're winning. Somebody say, I'm winning. Somebody say, I'm winning. I ain't winning because of me. 
but I'm winning because of him. I dare you say it. I'm not winning because of me, but I'm winning because of him. Let's give him a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do we got anybody on there? Is there anybody on there watching? I need, I need the three people that's on there to tag somebody, tag somebody, tag somebody, because this is a message that everybody needs to hear today. Tag everybody, tag everybody. Hallelujah. Excited, excited, excited. Some of you get your phones out. Get on my page. Tag everybody. Tag everybody. We want everybody hearing the word of the Lord. You can do that when you're preaching the gospel. You can want everybody in on it. Amen. You got to ask yourself why some of these. Let me shut up. Let me just get on my business. Amen. You got to ask yourself. Well, everybody got a camera. Everybody got a social media, but everybody ain't, everybody ain't rocking on live. Feel my rapper spirit because some of this live we would find out would be jive amen and the hell that we're going through today and all the things that are facing us today we need a real word amen and i ain't saying that we're the only ones that got it but i'm saying we one of them and so we need to let it be known it needs to be spread it needs to be shared amen you share posts it ain't got nothing to do with you but you you got a message that's that's detailed for your life from the kingdom of god and we won't share that, but we share makeup tips, tennis shoes, and where you can get the latest deals at Kroger's, but you won't share. You better share this word. Hallelujah. I'm excited. I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. And today, today we're going to bring to an end, bring to an end a five-part series that is entitled A Love That Restores. Is there anybody in the building that's been blessed by this series? Has it blessed anybody other than just me? I, if, if we sold DVDs, I'd say I'm about to tape for myself. Amen. But but we don't. So but we bless God that we have it on recording and you're able to get it and you're able to get it free of charge. We don't. You can go to our church, the our church app. You can go to the our church app. And if you're not, if you don't have the our church app, go to the our church app and then type in Unity Worship Center. We will pull up. You understand what I'm saying to you? And then you can find out everything about us. It actually gives you a look at our website. And if you're just a website person, you can go to uwclex.org, uwclex.org, and check out what all we got going on. Amen. I am excited to say that we are a church on the move. We are a church that's not playing. We are a church that God's hands on. So we are, we are blessed to be able to do incredible things through our Lord and Savior. Amen. One more time, just put your hands together. You clapped harder at a rap concert. Come on. Bless the Lord. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, wanna, I don't want to put my beautiful sister Kim on, on, on notice and that like that, but I'm just going to tell you, I preach better when you're here. Amen. I, pre I preach better when you're here. Amen. So, so anytime you ain't here, they're just going to get some of it. But when you're here, they're going to get all of it. Bless the Lord. No pressure. No pressure because I love my sister. Amen. No pressure. Amen. We will do all things. What, 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 what did Paul say? We become all things to all men that we might win some to Christ. Amen. Antoine, I preach better when you're here. Amen. Yes, I preach better when you're here. You're driving them big old trucks all across the world, delivering all type of goods to all type of people. But the Lord is driving a word to the Unity Worship Center for you, for you, because you are good people. I preach better when Antoine Davis is in the house. Somebody just put your hands together because I preach better. I preach better when I see Edwin. Edwin was like, I hope he don't save me. But Edwin, I preach better when I see you, Edwin. I just look at you. Y'all know, know why I like Edwin. Edwin, Edwin who, who Edwin remind you of? I didn't like him back in the day because my girlfriend liked him. But, but uh, y'all remember I'll be sure? Don't it look like I'll be sure? <laughs> him and James, they cousins, they got their good hair. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We got to pray over our hair, Antoine. We got to, we got to go to the store. We got to, you know, Edwin and James wake up. They just got, I can't stand them. Just got good hair. Amen. Just, you know, you shouldn't have no better luck than what you got. You got hair like that. It just makes life easier. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I said once and I said again, I'm always worried about people that I am in front of that cannot laugh in the presence of the Lord. We have been saved. We better learn how to giggle every now and again. Amen. A love that restores part number five. Over the, over the month of August, we have been operating from the sermon series entitled A Love, A Love That Restores. We have discussed different people and different situations, all talking about God's restoring, his restoring love. And as I said before, when we think about our salvation, we have to think about love. For there is no way that you can think about salvation and not think about love. Amen? Let, let, let's go back to the scripture that we used uh, in weeks past to prove the point. Uh, let's go to the book of John chapter 3 and 16 where uh, we find uh, it being said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do, do, do you see the connection? God loved, loved the world so much that he gave his only son. When, when, when he says that, God gave his only son, what, we, what he is saying is he died for our sins. He, he died for us. I want you to have a clear understanding of that today, okay? And, and, so, and, so, and so because you'll have church folk to tell you that he died for everybody but you. <laughs> you you got to be careful some of the churches that you frequent and some of the Christians that you deal with because the reality is some, some of them believe that when he used up, his, when he used grace and mercy on them, he used it all up and ain't none left for nobody else. He died for you. He died for us. I, I want to read a quote to you by A.W. Tozer who was an American Christian pastor, author, magazine editor, and a spiritual mentor. And he said, and I want you to understand that this is going to be long, but it's powerful, okay? It's long, but it's powerful. He says, uh, 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 Pastor Tozer says, uh, Jesus Christ came not to condemn you, but to save you. Knowing your name, knowing all about you, knowing your weight right now, knowing your age, knowing what you do, Knowing where you live, knowing where you ate for supper and where you will eat for breakfast, where you will sleep tonight, how much your clothing cost, and who your parents were. He knows you individually as though there were not another person in the entire world. He died for you as certainly as if you had been the only lost one. He knows the worst about you and is the one who loves you the most. If you are out of the fold and away from God, put your name in the words of John 3.16 and say, Lord, it is I. I'm the cause and the reason why thou didst on the earth come to die. That kind of positive and personal faith and a personal redeemer is what saves you. If you will just 
if you will just rush in there, do not have to know all of the theology and all the right words. You can say, I am the one he came to die for. Write it down in your heart and say, Jesus, this is me, thee and me, as though there were no others have that kind of personalized belief in a personal Lord and Savior. Brother Kenneth, can you run back to the nursery and tell them somehow, some way, calm down. <laughs> Our children are having fun in the Lord. And every parent in here just went, you think it's ours. <laughs> and I want you to know it's all good. We're just going to have to soundproof. We need to look into soundproof windows a little more. Amen. We're going to look into some soundproof. Somebody said, I ain't got to be quiet. You tell him that. <laughs> Take this on your way out. That's what that saying said right there. All right. Y'all ready? <laughs> Stay focused. Stay focused. Let's deal with this because there is a lot here. And we don't want something so good, so meaty to go to waste. When you are in a nice restaurant and you order a nice steak, you don't just take a couple of bites with the steak and then you're done. Amen? You don't, you don't just take, you know, then you're done with it. No, no, no. You deal with that piece of meat because it's good. Amen? Amen? And, 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 and get this, uh, it, it's, it, it's right, you know, it's, it's cooked right. And you understand that not only is it going to give you a taste that you desire, not only is it going to give you a taste that you desire, but it's going to give you nutrients and protein that you need. Amen. Now, now if they don't, if they, if, if they don't want to stay in that nursery, bring them in here. It's cool. It's cool. Because they'll chill with y'all. It's okay. It's okay. Bring the babies on back in. Tell, tell her, tell her, bring them babies back on here. Once you get the time down, bring them on in here. Just let them chill. We want them to hear the word. Amen. All right. We love our church. We ain't tripping on, on these little things. All right. So, so. Now, now, now. You understand that it's got the protein and the nutrients that you need. Well, this is the stake of quotes, so to speak. Okay? And, and, and it, it has spiritual nutrients and protein, and that's what you need. Amen? Pastor Tozer said this, this awesome God that we serve knows everything about every one of us. Amen? Not just the people that are saved, not, not just the people who are always in church. No, he knows everything about all of us because we are all his business. We all mean something to him. And, and I, want, I, want to, I want to pause right there just for a split second and say, so I don't care what you have done that's been wrong. I, I don't know, I don't care where you have been jacked up and messed up. And I don't care who told you. That you, you don't matter or what God done for you doesn't matter. Because in the eyes of God, despite what any of us have done, we're his business. We matter. Isn't it good to know that we matter? Especially since we know all of what we've done. 
all of where we've been and all of all of what we've said. Isn't it good to know that we matter? Lord, have mercy. If you are here today and you are not saved, in other words, you do not live according to the word of God, isn't it interesting or refreshing to know that, 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 that even though you, you may not be saved, uh, God is still not out to condemn you. He's still not out to condemn you. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and, and at the, number one, he's not out to condemn you, but two, you're on his mind. Uh, you understand what I'm saying to you? Isn't that amazing? Doesn't it feel good to know that he is watching your every move and not to keep track of all the wrong you do, but most often rather to keep you safe from yourself, to, to keep you safe from some people that you got around you and from the people who aren't really for you? Hasn't it blown your mind in times past to figure out who it was that really wasn't for you? Oh, Lord been gut-riching, heartbreaking to find out who wasn't really for you after all we've been through. To know that it was all with an agenda and that you really, you really was impressed about our relationship. Not at all. God loves you, I want you to get this, despite you. Rather to keep you uh, uh, to safe, and he loves you enough to keep you safe from yourself. God loves you despite you, despite me, despite us. Isn't that amazing? But also good to know. Now, 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 I want you, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Though God isn't watching you, your every move, hoping that he can, uh, uh, that you send yourself to hell. And we know that because it's in his word. So you see, we know that he doesn't watch us like he watches us so that we can send ourselves to hell. And I want you to get this. God don't send nobody to hell. If folk go to hell, they went, they bought their own ticket. Okay? God don't send nobody to hell. If, if anybody ends up in hell, it's because they bought the ticket. Amen? Let, let, let's look at 2 Peter 3 and 9. And I, I want to show you something. It says in 2 Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any of us should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, 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 I want to make sure, I want to, I want to make sure, and I want to explain this from the New Living Translation so that we are all sure that everyone in here listening and on social media walks away with an understanding of this verse. The New Living Translation says it like this. In, in uh, 2 Peter 3 and 9, the New Living Translation says it like this. The Lord really isn't being slow about his promise. As some people may think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. So let's dig that for a minute. Oh, oh Lord, have mercy. Let's take it, can, can we take it a, deep, a, little, a bit further? So Peter is saying here, I, I know you have been thinking uh, uh, that, that we've just been fronting about how God will deal with you uh, in a not-so-pleasing manner if you keep on living foul on purpose. I, I know you think that he's been slow about it, but don't misunderstand the slow. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand the slow. You, you understand what I'm saying? To you? He's not operating slow uh, like, 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 like it's not that big of a deal because it is that big of a deal. But, but he's moving slowly 
when it comes to a sinner and the sinner in this sinful world because he really doesn't want to destroy you and he really doesn't want to destroy the world. But he is giving you a chance to repent and quit tripping. See, I promise you, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to move on, but, but I want to show you this, this same verse in the Message Bible. Give it to me in the Message Bible, please. Now, now listen to this. Listen to this. I want, to, I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Because y'all know for years we've been hearing back, Jesus on his way back. We've been hearing that for, for years, right? He's on, he's on his way back, right? And he's, but, but you remember when you was a kid and, and, and oh, no, 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 uh, 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 everybody in here, just about everybody in here got parents that got some kids they don't whoop before. So, so you remember when you told a child, uh, 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 keep on messing up and I'm going to spank you. Do it again and I'm going to spank you. But truth be told, your show was on. You just sat down to a good a bowl of noodles or something like that, right? And, you know, you've been tired all day. You've been working all day. And, and truth be told, you've been whooping them all day. You've been giving them the little whooping. You know, the little whooping before the big whooping, right? Okay. I got some real parents in here. Because uh, 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 <laughs> I'll whoop you a little bit just to show you I mean business. But if you disrespect my whooping, <laughs> we won't say who said that because we know that we have haters out there <laughs> that will have CPS showing up, but, but we had somebody say, I'll beat you. <laughs> and, 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 and wasn't it a thing that, that, that they kept on, and then, and then you got on the phone, and then they got way worse. And you hollered three times embarrassed because, you know, you don't want the people on the phone knowing that that's how you act. Shut up in there! Don't make me tell you again. And then the last warning is the warning of all warnings. Ain't it? When I get off this phone. <laughs> and do you know why the kids kept on doing what they was doing? Because you was just talking. And they got used to you talking, not thinking that punishment was going to come. Woe to the one who believes that God is just talking. Woe to the one that believes God is just talking. You understand what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 he's not laying back. He's not laid back. He's not chilled. He's not any of that. He loves you too much to just give it to you without giving you a chance to get it together. Amen. Love, love, loves you too much to just give it to you without giving you the chance to get it together. Here, here it is in the message version. The message version was, was a paraphrased Bible, and it was written by the late, great Eugene Peterson, who was an awesome man. Um, and he said this. This is how he said that same verse. God is not late with his promise as some measure lateness. He is restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone time, space and time to change. Ooh. He said, he said, he said, he said, he's restraining himself. You ever had to restrain yourself? 
Somebody ever take you to the limit to where you had to restrain yourself? I ain't talking about that old that old fronting folk do when they they really don't you know they, you know they ain't gonna kill nothing and they won't and they ain't gonna let nothing die. I'm talking about when you seriously about to go oops upside somebody's head. You ever had to restrain yourself? You understand what I'm saying to you? Could, could you imagine now? Now now you you, you some of you just had flashbacks. <laughs> but but listen listen. <laughs> let me let me take it here. 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 You, you remember what you, look, look, look at Danny Upper. She couldn't even get the skull off her face. You saved, get out of it. It was in the 80s. It was in the 80s. You're free now. Listen, think about what she was upset about. And you had to restrain yourself. I already know what she's talking about. He's playing with my money because I just, you know, I'm playing with my money. Okay, so, but God is going, you're playing with my son. You know how you love Kendra? And, 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 oh, shut up, listen, 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 hey, Lord, have mercy. And, and, and you make a deal that Kenneth, I mean, uh, a Kendrick is going to die. And he is going to die. Him, him, Devante is going to die horribly. Your oldest son, your first son, Stephanie's going to die horribly. All your sons, your first sons are going to, your first children are going to die horribly. But the deal is, on the strength of this horrific death, we get to live. And, 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 and all we got to do is believe in the son. Live accordingly. <laughs> Listen, it ain't about the works. See, they say they tell you faith without works is dead. But the re- and, and that's the word. But I'd like to tell you this. Faith will demonstrate your works. Belief in him will change your works. See, 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 the problem is when we get saved, I'm going to bless somebody. The problem is when we get saved, we start thinking about all the things that we need to stop doing. Don't do that. You're wasting your time. You're not going to stop doing them as quick as you want to, and you'll give up on God and the walk and yourself before you get in God where you're supposed to be. Am I teaching it here today? So, so, so this is what you do. Don't worry about the list of sins that you do. Worry about the belief in him. The, the belief in him, watch this, when it's real belief, will change the mess that you do. It'll change it. But what we've been doing, we've been telling everybody, you need to stop smoking weed. You need to stop drinking. You need to stop You need to stop sleeping around. You need to stop. Well, we didn't when we got saved. We didn't. When we should have been telling the church, we, we'd probably be more packed. Had I told him, because I'm not without fault, I trip too. But 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 I should have told him, don't be worried about your sin, worry about your belief. Because your belief is what will stop, is what will stop your sins. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the belief is that powerful. The belief is that powerful. Amen. So 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 you make a deal. And, 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 and now Kendrick's dying and died, and now ain't nobody keeping their word. How would, what type of restraint would you need to not wild out on everybody? Well, what, what, what restraint would you need? I made a deal with y'all. Y'all understand why I'm here. You understand why my son went through what he went through. 
What type of restraint would you need? And get this part right here. This is what we learn from the Bible. Ain't no way that the love that any of us have for any of our children or children that's connected to us, that love is in no way as powerful as God loved Jesus. A little deep when we look, a little different when we look at it like that, ain't it? See, 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 anytime that you make it personal, it becomes deeper, right? It becomes deeper. That's why we're a personal church, because you need it to be deeper. Why? Because we got, we got an enemy that is after us. He, he loves us so much that even when we were foul or in, wrong, in the wrong, he is withholding penalty in hopes to restore us. Let's look at some more of this quote. Pastor Tozer says something else deep in this quote. He says, he died for you as certainly as if you had been the only lost one. In other words, when he was dying, he wasn't going, Sonia, DA, Anita, Lily. No, he was going, he was going, he was going. Now I call you. I got. I got three names. I got three names. Once and for all, you gonna check me because you checked me before. I need to check you. Say your name. Say the first name. I call you Juanetta. Am I right? I'm Juanetta. Mm, I've been right. So when he died, it wasn't Juanetta, Twan, and Erica. It was. Wasn't us all this conglomerate, you know, uh, 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 it, was, it was individual. He was thinking about us. <laughs> TJ. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? He died for you. He died for you as if you were the only one. Like, 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 like he put his all into his own death to make sure you had, ha, that you had a chance. <laughs> do, you, do you know how deep that is? Do you know how deep that is? It, 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 and, and, and this blew my mind. It says, it says, he knows the worst about you and is the one that loves you the most. Everything you don't want nobody to know. He knows and loves you more than anybody. Oh, we got some secrets in this room. My secrets alone will shut the church down. But oh, don't act like y'all came out the womb speaking in tongues. Because there is some secrets in this room. You, you, 
ever remember some of your sequences out of the blue and it make you, you remember I talked to you about that a couple of, about a year ago, and it make you make noises? Ooh, you just look at you, you just thought about a, a memory that you, you, it was really not the best you, and you just, you, you know, sometimes me and Miriam be riding down the street and, and something will come to my mind and I'll be like, anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, you know that thought that you just, eat right at that moment, you can't live with who you were. And he know about it. Knew it was going to go down. And took it anyway. Took it anyway. Amen. Some of you have halfway messed up and family won't speak to you. But we did all the way messed up in front of the Lord and he loves us more than anybody. I, I, I got family, you hear me? Don't fool with me today. They, they don't even know if what they think is right or true. You got anybody in your life like that? Don't even know if what they think is right or true. But because it's you, they just assume. You know what I'm saying to you? And, 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 the, part about, and the bad part about it, they done already made a decision about me. You got some people in your life that already done made a decision, ain't had a conversation with you, ain't, and, it, and, if, and it don't matter if they did, because even when you showed them that they was wrong, they, because they're, they're disdained for you, because there's a, the reality is there's a hatred in their heart for you. Yeah, even your family, there, there, can be, there can be family members with hatred in their hearts toward you. You know them family members that no matter how well you're doing, all they can remember is how well you weren't doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even waste your time. You sometimes, sometimes, if you're dealing with them haters, mom, go on and shake your shoulders off. Go on and shake your shoulders off. Go, go, go on and bend. Go on and dust your shoulders off. Go on, go on. Stop apologizing. Stop saying you sorry. Stop bowing down. Stop trying to buy them. Stop being there for them. Cut them off. Jesus told the disciples that if they don't want to hear what you got to do, shake the dust off your sandals and keep it moving. We spend too much time apologizing. We spend too much time trying to explain. I don't explain it all. I can explain it. It was what it was, but it is what it is now. And if you can't deal with that, just say it off of you. But God, who knows all the dirt, he knows all the dirt for a fact. He was present during the worst of me. This, this present, this perfect God was there, seen it, heard it all. And even though he knew I was better, Lord have mercy, he knew I knew better, understood, he knew that I understood the sacrifice that his son made for me. He still loves me more than my mama, my daddy, my wife, my children. There's not a person on the planet who loves me more or even comes close to how he loves me. Nor is it a person in the world that comes close to the love that he has for you despite the worst you. 
old folks used to say, who wouldn't serve a God like this? Lord, have mercy. Pastor Tozer then challenges those who are, as he puts it, out of the fold, which simply means who's not saved, to make it personal. He, he says, put your name in the words of John 3.16. Pastor Tozer was challenging sinners, but I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. I, I, I want to challenge you to put your name in John 3.16. For God so loved me, Stephen Lyons, that he gave his son to die for me. Now I'm going to give you a moment to make it personal and put your name in it on the count of three. Now, God so loved the world that he gave his, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Let me, hold on, let's go back. I want to get it right for you. Uh, 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 uh. You ready? For God so loved me that he gave his son to die for me. Let's do it again because I don't think y'all felt it. This time I want you to be in it. For God so loved He gave his son to die for me. He didn't have his son come cut the grass. He didn't have his son come take the trash out. He didn't have his son come loan you a few dollars. He had his son die for you. Die for you. Despite you. It hits a little different when you take it there, doesn't it? Christ died for me, for the world, but for me. There is no way that I could entitle a sermon series, A Love That Restores, and not talk about the ultimate restorer. And in, in, in the book of uh, John, 1 John 3 and 16, we come to another deep verse which reads, uh, uh, And by this we know love because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. I think it's safe to say that until we truly set out, every one of us individually, to first realize what is meant, what it meant, for us individually, when Jesus died on the cross, we will always shortchange Jesus, thus shortchange ourselves, thus shortchange everyone that is connected to us. And until, until each and every one of us stops with all the excuses and decides, by any means necessary, I am going to learn this word. And I am going to get them under, and I'm going to get an understanding of what it really meant. For me, because he gave his life for me. And when you think about it, it's really messed up. Because for the most part, we all claim to understand at least the basics of this gospel. He died so that we could live, and, and not just live any kind of way, but live in victory. We, we, we're going to have to come back to 1 John 3 and 16. Because I, I want to show you John 10 and 10. When, when we hear Jesus say something that's really deep. And I want to say this before I get started. Sometimes... Sometimes I, uh, uh, I like to use a lot of the same scriptures, and, and, you know, and I know that's what you be thinking, and you're right, I do. And the reason I do it is because, for one, when I watch a lot of the activity of our church, I continue to see negative patterns in full effect. So that allows me to know that some of you aren't getting it. So, so why would I give you more when you haven't eaten what's on your plate? 
You, you see, when, when, when I was a kid, there, was a certain, there were certain days when my mom, now I want to get this straight, my mom always cooked every day. I want nobody to run with that because Satan had used that. And my mom would be on my page. <laughs> and I don't want no problems with Libby Don Juan. She fed us every day, and she fed us good. You understand what I'm saying to you? But, but you know, but, but on certain days, she would fix my special meals. And she would have my favorite meat. And then a couple of my favorite sides, mac and cheese, and the, you know, that creamy mashed potatoes with all the butter in it. And the salt and pepper that was just ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-she-she-she-she. Mash, 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 mash potatoes. But, but then, with, with the most beautiful meal that Libby Don Juan had ever created for me, then she's going to put some Brussels sprouts on her. We was doing so good, but then you had to get excited, mama. And <laughs> get this. And, and, and I would want more of the mac and cheese, and she would say, because I done cleaned the whole plate, and she would say, not until you eat them Brussels sprouts. And, and now, 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 and not only could I not have more mac and cheese, I had a real mama. Until I finished the Brussels sprouts, I couldn't leave the table. And my mama used to have a saying, when you didn't eat the food, who said, who said that? Who said that? Who said something about where it? You got a Baptist mama too, didn't you? She said, no knock to the denominations. But she said, you going to eat it or wear it? I remember my sister getting a whooping one day because she, she put the food up to her clothes and was like, well, at least it match. And my sister got a whooping for that. <laughs> not, not only could you not get no more mac and cheese, you couldn't get done. You couldn't go outside till you ate those Brussels sprouts. See, see, the mac and cheese was good, but Mama understood the Brussels sprouts was good for me. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? So, so some of us in here need to understand that until we eat the Brussels sprouts of the word, you don't need to go deeper. You don't need to prophesy. You don't need prophecy spoken over your life. You don't need to operate in the calling which God has called you. You don't need to start no new ministry until you eat the Brussels sprouts of the word. Mac and cheese is good. But Brussels sprouts is good for you. They give you the nutrients in which you need to walk this walk successfully. I was so excited about this this morning when I, when I was finishing this that I got a partner in crime, uh, uh, minister, uh, pastor, pastor, I'm sorry, elder, elder Thomas Jarber. I called him at 7 something in the morning, way before I woke all y'all up, way, way before I woke y'all up. <laughs> y'all woke people up today. And so, and, so, and, and I said, I said yeah, I'm calling you because you're the only one I know nerdy enough in the word that I could call you at early 7 o'clock in the morning and you ain't going to get offended. He said, give it to me, Pastor. Let me hear it. <laughs> this is what I want to share with y'all, okay, because this, this is the Holy Ghost. This is, this is him moving like never before. Get this. He says this. He says, uh, this is what the word says. Uh, this is what the Lord put on my heart. It says, uh, think about this. I say a lot of the verses, a lot, but a lot of what I've said, I say a lot of the same verses at the same time, but one ver what verse have I ever said that you've said something deeper than that verse? Even when I say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ's church and in Christ Jesus, what have you ever said in your life that was deeper than that? 
Because it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, which means when you begin to operate in the mind of God, you begin to operate in the mind of perfection. Now, what you done said is deeper than that. I'll wait. So, 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 so get this, though. Here, here's the part where I had to wake him up. And I said, this is, and, and, and don't say something that you said that's connected to the word of God. You don't get to use it. Well, I said what that, that's connected to the word of God. So you, my question still remains. Amen. Get this. Have we ever even considered the depth and the deepness of the word of God? Just look at 316. For God so loved the world, not to save folk. The drug addicts, the drug dealers, the fornicators, the rapists, the raped, the molested, the molestor. You see, don't, 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 you don't get to put no limits on God's love because God didn't put no limit on his love. So where do you come off putting on it, putting limits on it because your, your feelings is in it? Well, I've been raped and I'm sorry about that. And it's no small thing. It is serious. And I am so sorry. And I'm praying that you are healed in every area of that situation. But God loves them, too. See, see, and the problem is, is we keep on deciding how we're going to play God's love. But you don't get to do that. You got to love like God loves, it grows you. It grows you. You see, because you may have offended someone that might not be as serious as rape or molestation or anything like that, but it was so serious to them that they still got a grudge with you. And you want that forgiveness, see. Ah. See, 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 you're growing, you're maturing spiritually in the word when you can sit back and say, you've done some of the worst things in the world to me. And I ain't going to take you fishing. We ain't never going to go out to eat. We ain't going to sit around and watch our favorite TV show together. But the one thing that I'm going to do, not for you, but for me, is forgive you. Because until I forgive you, what you've done to me still has power over me. Anybody ever wronged you? A long time ago? And you can think about it today and catch a cold chip. That's because it still has power over you. I ain't, we ain't got to call. We ain't got to be down with that. We just got to forgive you. What I say all the time, baby, I forgive you, but I ain't what? I ain't taking you fishing. I forgive you, but I ain't going fishing with you. But I forgive you, and I forgive you from my heart. Why? Because I don't want you to, it's sincere. And, and so, so how do I do that? Let me tell you something. I was forgiving people and didn't even mean it. Until it finally, it began, because, because I had faith that if I continued to say it, because I wanted to be right before the Lord, that if I, so I had, I had faith that if I continued to say it, it will eventually come, not because, because for me, but because I had faith in he would give me deliverance through forgiveness. You get delivered through forgiving somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're sitting around there holding that. It ain't got no power for me, then why are you mad when you said it? When you said, ain't got no power, you was mad when you said that. It got power. You would have said, ain't got no power over me. But you know how, even if you said it like that, you know you're lying. Won't you tell how you know you're lying? Because you wouldn't have said nothing if it had no power. You wouldn't have thought nothing if it had no power. Lord, have mercy. So, 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 so get this. So, 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 let me just go on and get to my point. Here's what, here's what I woke Tom to. I said, this is what the Lord gave me, right? Do you understand how much life is in one verse of the Bible? How many nutrients that gives us the energy to keep on keeping on? Let me prove my point. And everybody in here go understand this. 
everyone in here has tried to walk this walk, and it seems, somebody give me a piece of tape. I want to tape this mic to my face. How about that? I'm tired. I've, I've just lost. Uh, uh, somebody find me a piece of tape. Somebody got some tape. Know where the tape's at. Amen. Give me a sandwich baggie, whatever. I don't care. I need to fix this mic. Amen. We're going, that's going on the budget. I need a new mic. All right. Uh, so, so get this. Everyone in here who's tried to walk that walk, it seems like the more right you try to do, the more hell comes your way. Everybody agree? Okay. Okay. So get this. So get this. And so, and so, and so, uh, 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 and to be quite honest, it doesn't always seem like God is right there at the rescue, right? It would be easy to deal with all the hell that comes your way after you're trying to walk the right way if God would just kind of show up in some of this, right? <laughs> and, 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 and after a while, you begin to get zonked. You begin to get tired. You lose energy for this walk because time after time, day after day, it seems like more drama. And when you was in the world, you didn't even have drama this bad. Anybody ever had these thoughts? Just tell the truth. Shame the devil. He's lying about it. He know. I like this. Bree said. <laughs> so, so, so get this. Let, so let's be real and honest. How many times have us have felt this way? I know I have. Now get this. And then someone who's been saved longer than you comes and raps to you. And share certain scriptures with you, and not just share them, they explain those scriptures to you, and boom, you're ready again. You've, you've got your fight back, and you feel better. Anybody? Okay, then that's because the person who's been saved longer shared a small meal with you that was packed full of nutrients, and your body responded to the meal. Lord, have mercy. The meal... The scriptures and the understanding of the scriptures gave you life. My God. Here's when I ran around my man cave this morning. Uh, see, see, here's what it was. And, and, and my nerdy friend Thomas, he, he understood everything I was going through. Get this. I, I, here's what the Lord gave me. You ready? You might want to write this one down. See, the food is the word. But the nutrients is the understanding. <laughs> The food is the word, it's the meal, but the nutrients is the understanding. See, because I can read something. Hold on one second. I've been locked up before. Tape don't bother me. Deal with them steel chains. Give me another piece because my skin's rebellious. My sweat is rebellious. Come on. Give it to me. There you go. Now, thank you. Now, walk away. Take your tape and walk away. Isn't she lovely? Get, get out of here. Isn't she lovely? Now, I'm going to show you about these nutrients. Thank you, baby. Who's on the floor? Sorry. I give you one job. One job. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Come on, baby. Tape me down. Tape me down like you listen to a Keith Sweat record. Tape me down. Tape me. There you go. There you go. Is it, eh? Is it gonna happen? Give me some duct tape. I done duct taped a few people. Oh, Lord, help me. 
Don't say, she said, don't say that. This one of the reality shows will lose the church moments. Okay, I'm sorry, baby. I'm good. I love you. Shh, I won't say it no more. I, I ain't never, I ain't never duct tape nobody. And where you want to be when Jesus come back, DA? <laughs> Taking pot shots at your pastor because they're trying to give you the word? <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? The new. <laughs> I prayed for you, Erica. Listen, I'm taking one for the team here. I hope y'all know. Well, y'all think your thing's funny. You even got the baby laughing. That ain't laughing. That ain't funny, honey. Don't you laugh at them. Everybody in here need a bit of salvation. Can I get my word now? Y'all through laughing at me? I got 12 minutes. We ready, we ready to come, get what we come for? Other than a laugh, evidently? Y'all might as well get used to it because I'm going to wear it every day till they stop being cheap and buy me a microphone. Y'all knew three weeks ago y'all should just did this on y'all's own. See me fumbling around with this mic. I'm going to be taped up every... Get matching tape to go with my clothes. Listen, the word is the food, but the nutrients is the understanding. How do we know that? Because everybody in here can read, right? What good that do you if you don't understand it? You can write an algebra. I'm going to give myself a little more credit. A calculus problem on a board. You can do the whole formula and come with the answer. But if I don't understand it, I still don't understand calculus. The problem in the church is we do a lot of reading but not a lot of understanding and when hell hits our doorstep, we have no way to respond because we didn't understand what it was that we read. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, so, so we've got to get to the point to where we understand, we understand this word. And, 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 and I'm going to show you something. Can I show you something real quick? Really? And you are a pastor in the house. You are supposed to set the example. <laughs> so, so get this. I want to show you something. I want to show you something, okay? Now, now, get this. Get this. The food is the word, but the nutrients is understanding. That's why the Bible says, with all your getting, get an understanding. That's right, baby. Get an understanding. But watch this. That's why this is what gets deep. This is what gets deep. So please understand, understand this, the devil isn't after your anointing, the devil isn't after your gifting, he don't want your husband or your wife, he wants your understanding. You understand what I'm saying to you? He wants your understanding. That's why many of you in here don't like reading the Bible, you know you need to, you want to, but nobody wants to feel stupid, and so we stay away from the things that make us feel stupid. I'm not saying that you are stupid because you don't understand the Bible, but it makes us feel stupid. 
How many of you in here set out to read the word, was dead serious about it, got to a point that you, there was just no word, way you could understand, and you let it go. You just walked away from it. And you never went back to it. Thank you for your truth, see. And you never went back to it because it made you feel some type of way, didn't it? Who said scared? Made you, that's right, that's right. It made you scared because if I can't understand the keys to life, how am I to survive life? When you was never called to survive life, but you were instead called to thrive in life. And it'll make you scared. You're right, Christy. It'll make you scared when you don't understand it. So, so, so get this. I want you to show, so I'm gonna show you. I'm going to show you Satan's plan, okay? This is going to free some of you. So, and, so, and so Satan has made many of you believe that you are stupid when it comes to the Bible. Now, here's how you know this is true. He makes you feel stupid to when it comes to knowing the Bible, but he allows your genius to go forth and everything else. Some, some, of you, some of you might not understand the Bible, but you can do some things that, that just anybody can't do, that it took a special training to do. And you can understand the complicated matters of, the, of that training, but when it gets to the Bible, all of a sudden, you can't understand it. Now, don't y'all see the trickery in that? No, 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 no. Oh, Lord, I'm mercy. So, so, so get this, get this. And so, and so... So he makes you feel like you're stupid when it comes to the Bible, but that's not true. And, and you, you don't understand the, the Bible because you don't give the Bible the same commitment and energy that you give things that naturally have your interest. See, 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 see. Okay, can we just have some honest time? Who in here has a sometimes, just being real, a hard time understanding the word? That's cool. There's some things that I have to do to, to, to get to Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody. Okay. Norlisha says she has a hard time sometimes understanding the word. But numbers and what your job, what you do 14 different jobs in one job on the job that you get paid for is complicated. Not everyone can do it. Amen? But if you gave that Bible the same energy, huh? Manager every job you've ever had, head manager at that, right? Nothing. There's nothing to you. You you put it together, you do it. You and, and you studied it. When you got the job, you studied it because even if you wasn't a manager when you was gonna when you started, you you knew you was gonna be before it was over, because you don't follow, you lead. How much though? The same amount of time into that Bible. How many people did we call? How many people did we call to say, hey, you know, I I'm not getting this for the job. You did that, didn't you? But how many people will you call for the word? And the problem is with this church, with this church right here, is that we are a Bible teaching church 24 hours of the day. Y'all get tired of me because I keep on coming up with stuff. And you know what? We start, she said, yes, we do. And, and we start out these, these things to teach the word. We'll have 17 people, and in three weeks, we'll have six. And they sometime you with it. But if your job was to release a new protocol, put a new protocol into place, and if you didn't learn it, you couldn't stay, how many of you would learn that protocol? 
But this word that saves your life, literally, on earth and after death, we go, eh, I'll just go. I'll just go and listen. I'll learn that way. Maybe later, as if tomorrow was promised. Let me get through this. Am I making my point today? All right, all right. Okay, get this. So, so, so let me clear something up too, real quick, too, that I said. Uh, when it is that Satan is trying you on all ends and it doesn't seem like God is there, he's there. In fact, he's always there. In fact, he's the very reason you made it through every time. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says this, and I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. It says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, what? I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. So you can say with confidence, somebody say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? He ain't never left you. He ain't never left you. You ought to be excited. He ain't never, when you should have lost your, had the legal right to have lost your mind, you stayed intact because he's faithful. He never, he never abandoned you. I shared that with you to understand that no matter how crazy life is and Satan's attacks may get, because there's a difference between life and Satan's attacks. Learn them. Maturity will show you the difference. Spiritual maturity will show you the difference, and then you won't be so spiritually spooky to everybody. Some people won't fool with you and come to church because you're too spooky. You're too spiritually spooky. Everything's the devil. No, baby, some things are you. Some things are life. And you have to get in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the Word to know the difference. He never left you. So, so let's get back to, 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 the, to the John 10 and 10. We're done. I promise we're almost done. We're done. I got three minutes. I'm going to need seven. I'll tell you now. Okay. So John 10, 10. The thief does not come. And this is, we're talking back about how you were supposed to be living. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Come here, Shantes. Uh, uh, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Okay. Now looking at a New Living Translation. The thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and destroy. Get this. Jesus says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. We understand that? The thief comes to steal. <laughs> He's taking the beat down. <laughs> come out here wobbling to kill it ain't enough just to kill him destroy him destroy him let me get out here so you can see it a little better it's not enough to kill you to kill your children he has to destroy him to where he can never work again have you ever been destroyed Destroyers when depression has set in so heavy you don't even want to get out of the bed sometimes. You, you have been destroyed. And what he does is he steals you away. 
Because as long as he keeps you in the midst of people, people will help you. People will show you where you're going wrong. People will point out things. People will get involved. People will pray. So he steals you away to where can't nobody see you. And he does a work on you. And by the time, thank you, grandson, by the time that he allows you to be seen, you're destroyed and you don't even believe that there's anybody that can help you anymore don't you know that's the hardest part that we're dealing with isn't it y'all gotta get ready for next sermon next sermon series it's called deliverance from the conditioning the next series Starting Sunday is called deliverance from the conditioning because we're not battling against the sins. We're, we're battling against what you've been conditioned to believe about yourself. And you haven't been knocked so low that you don't, you just can't believe that there is a better about you. Oh. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, Jesus says. Jesus says here, I came that you might have life more abundantly. I came, that, uh, I came with the purpose of giving you a rich and satisfying life. Now, we all understand that Jesus came with a plan to die for all of us. So when we read these scriptures, we learn that the purpose of Jesus coming was to die so that we could live richly. Now, understand, richly has nothing to do with money in this sense. It has, but, but it has everything to do with a standard. Another definition for the word rich, look at the board, is having high value or quality. Rich, having high value or quality. Because when he died, uh, uh, and, and, and because we believe in him, everything about our lives is supposed to be operating in high value and, 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 and quality. It's, it's time that you get your standard up. We, we, we have a right to have greater, a greater standard because we have him. We, we, and, and, and the only time that we are in church but are operating in a lower standard is because we are in church but not in Jesus. And we need, oh, Lord, have mercy. And, 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 and start, so we need to start living the lives that we are called to. Get Jesus, begin to live the life that you're called to. I promise I'm almost done. I promise I'm almost done. Give me three minutes. When we, we, we are called to living a life without addiction. Drug addiction. We are called to living a life without depression. We are called to living a life without alcoholism. We are called to living a life without divorce. We are called to living a life without self-hate. We are called to live a life without shame. We are called to live a life without prison. We are called to live a life without giving up. We are called to living a life without suicide. We are called to living a life without loneliness. And when I tell you that you are called to, not, to live a life without divorce, I don't want anybody in here who has been divorced to say, oh, God, that disqualifies me. No, no, you got the right one now, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now you are not called since you have the right one to live a life of divorce. He died so that we could be restored. His dying, oh Lord have mercy, was the perfect example of what love looks like. He, he, he died, and when he died, he exemplified a love, understanding that we are going, oh, God, listen, listen. The horrific beating that he took was not a beating. It was an example of, it was an example of his beautiful love. 
See, now you walk out of here and you go, the beating wasn't so horrific as much as it was lovely. The beating was lovely. It was, a, it, it was horrific in the natural, but in the spirit, it was love. He took it for me. He took it for you. He took it for your children. He took it for everyone that you are connected to. The beating was not as horrific as it was love. And a love to restore you back to what you was, you was actually first called to. Everywhere you've been outside the, God, outside the lines of God, this beating, this love restores you back to. Last verse, 10 seconds, give it to me. First John 3.16, and we're out. And this is your assignment. First John 3.16, it says, Kim, you got it up there? First John 3.16, just go back to the one that you had earlier. It says, no love. Somebody give me the verse. By this we know, by this we know love. By what? The beating. By the beating we know the love. By the death we know the love. By the cross we know the love. Because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Even his death was an example of what we were to do. Lay down our carnal, sinful lives for our brethren. See, because Jesus ain't your daddy. Jesus is your brother. God is your daddy. Jesus is your brother. That's what the word says. It says that you are adopted. That's the Bible. You are adopted. Bible can't be argued. You are adopted. Joint heirs. So, 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 so since he laid down his life for his brothers, so are you to do the same. To lay down your life for your brothers and for your sisters. I'm going to stop doing what's wrong. Because I believe, and my belief in him is so crazy that I have to stop doing what I used to do that is contrary to him. And in the process, I am laying down my life for those I love. And I love them all. I don't got to know you to love you because I'm instructed to love you. And anything God instructs you to do, he gives you the ability to carry it out. So I love you. Thus I lay down my life. Will you lay down your lives for the ones, the ones that you know you love? You love them because you love them because you love them. As well as the ones that you don't know but are instructed.